Today's daf is daf Lamed Aleph. We're holding at the bottom of Lamed Ahmed Bey. Tanya, we learned in a brayser. Rebbe Aimer, Golav Yadol Lefnei Misham Amar Avehaya Olam. It was revealed and known before the one who said, "Let there be a world." Sheben Mechabres Ima Yosmi Ovid. That a son will have kibudav. He will have honor for his uh, mother more than his father. Why? So when it says kibud, we're going to see that comes from wanting to do something with someone else, which is generated based on love. Why? Because the emos meshadal to bedvorim, the mother appeases him. She's the one who builds up the kid, gives him a sense of confidence. She speaks nicely to him. And therefore, his natural predisposition is to be mechabed his mother more than his father. The fichak, therefore, in the tzivu, in the command, in the aseris adibros, when we're instructed to honor, Hashem put the father first. That's why it says, because the natural disposition that Hashem knows is going to happen, so he puts the father before the mother because it's not as natural to have that the son is going to want to do the kibbutz to the, to the father. And also, if Nemish Amar Bahaya Olam was revealed and known before the one who said, Let there be a world. That a, 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 a son will have more reverence. Not necessarily fear, but means a sense of, of reverence, revere the father more than the mother. Why? Interesting. Because he's the one who instructs him with Torah. The way I understand it, he sets down the rules. You know, wait till your father gets here. You know, he puts down the rules. So therefore, that din of Yira is greater by the father than the mother. And therefore, in the parsh, in the Psukim and Kedoshim, when it says that you have to have Yira for your parents, who does it put first? The It says, puts the mother before the father. So the one that there's the natural disposition towards comes second because the, to accommodate for the fact that you're not going to have as much of an atiyah, of a, uh, a uh, predisposition to the one that, to the other party, and that's the one that is put first. But obviously you have the same responsibility or, uh, or equal to both. Tani Nachman, Incredible Gemara. When a person causes distress to his father and mother, I did the right thing that I did not settle myself among them. We know that there's three partners in every in, 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 in every child, and also there's a concept of Hashem being part of the household and being part of the shalom bias of the home. But when there is a lack of kibbutz aim, in fact, the child is distressing the parent, Hashem removes himself and he says it's good that I remove myself because if the, I'm part of that home and he's distressing the parents then I would be distra- I would get distressed too I don't need that distress and I don't want anything to do with it and he removes himself because uh, if I would have been living among them I would have been distressed as well anyone who does an Avera in private what is basically the message he's sending he's willing to do the Avera in private he's not willing to do it in public so what is he saying what is that? He's a Right, so therefore, it's as if he's pushing away the legs of the Shekhinah. It means as if he's saying that in this room, in the, Hashem doesn't exist. Because if you, if you felt that, then you wouldn't be doing it. So you're pushing away the Shekhinah, the feet of the Shekhinah. The heavens are, is, my, is my throne, but the land is my footstool. That's where I like, put up my feet. But if you're doing Averas in private, it's as if you're saying, I don't exist there, you're pushing away my legs, says Kaviyochum. It is prohibited for a person to walk four amas, eight feet, 
with your, your, your head erect, meaning like in, a, in an arrogant manner with, with, with your head up high. Because you have to realize that Hashem's honor fills the entire world. So to walk in such a way is considered to be on some level uh, a, a, a lack of respect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Rav Huna B'Reidu Rav Yeshua Eloi Ma'azgi Arba Amas Begili Rosh is one of the sources for Yamaka. He would not go four Amas without having his head covered. He says that the Shechina is above us, uh, above my head, Miroshi, and so therefore, if the Shechina is above me, how can I walk without my head covering? I have to acknowledge the fact that the Shechina is above me, and putting the yarmulke on acknowledges that it shows my fear of Hashem. Now, actually, that's the word yarmulke. What does the word yarmulke come from? Does anybody know? Yerei Malka, I'm afraid of the king. That's the yarmulke, that's the year. That's what's yarmulke, yarmulke, yarmulke. Okay. Sha'al ben almona achas ezrabalozer. One, a, a person that lost his father, is, is a husband, is a son of an almona, asked Rabalozer a question, a question. It seems to me some kind of psychological uh, natiya to ask questions about kibbut Ava'en, even though he himself it doesn't apply to because his father has passed. He said, Abba Oymashkenimaim. Let's say my father says, I want you to pour for me water, uh, pour for me water. At the same time, my mother says, Bring me a cup of water. So who do I bring the cup to? My father or my mother? So which one comes first? Amale. So he said to him, Imcha. He says, You put aside the honor of your mother in this case, Avicha, and do the honor of your father. Because both your father and you have the I'm sorry, I'm sorry, both your mother and you have the responsibility to honor your father, so therefore you should get the cup of water for him first. Now he went then to ask Rabbi Yeshua, So he said like this, he says, this is what Rabbi Lozer had told me, but but what happens if they're not married anymore, they're divorced? Now why does that change the dynamics? Because then she's not obligated to Correct. So he said, I said, the answer was, get to my father, but what if they divorced, right? Now, Amar Lo, so he saw that this, this kid is, is, is too, too, uh, uh, is, is, is too, he's perse- per- persevering too much on this matter. So he says, from your, eyes, your, your uh, uh, eyelashes, I can see you're, you've been crying a lot, meaning that you are a, you, your father, you don't have a father. Exactly how that works, but maybe he doesn't have a mother, but anyway. So, and there, and, and, and what you should do is put the water between them, in a bowl, and then you should uh, uh, coo to them, like uh, the noise you make for chickens, you know, come chicken, chicken, you know, and whoever wants to go and get it should get it. Now, he's saying it in a somewhat of a facetious way. The Ramam actually says that it's a pick'em. Choose whichever one you want because you don't have one over the other. But he, did, he said it like somewhat of a facetious way because he picked up on the fact that this is not halacha lemaisa. This kid is doing it, uh, whatever the reason the kid is asking the question, but it's not really nageya. Somehow the kid has the pre. Uh, Predispos- is, is asking these questions somehow because of the fact that he doesn't have a father. I'm not exactly sure why he's answering facetiously, but that, that's the point he's making. Darash Ula Araba. So Ula the Great One said, Apischa Debeira and the at the entrance of the house of the, of the, of the Nas Nasi. My what is meant in the positive? The Yaduch Hashem, Kalmalche Aretz, the nations, the kings of the world will acknowledge you, Kishomo Imre Ficha, because they've heard 
the instructions of your mouth. So now it's interesting, Imre is plural. So why is it they heard the instructions in plural? Mamar picha, the instruction of your mouth, lo nemar, ela imre picha. It's only when they heard instructions in the plural. So what, what's the pshat over here? So b'shash amar HaKadosh Baruch, anochi v'lo yelecha. He said what happened was like this, is when the first two of the Sarasa Dibros were heard, which said, I am the Lord your God, and do not have any other gods other than me, that seems to be focusing on Hashem interested in his own covet, right? I'm Lord, meaning that means Hashem is doing this for himself. So Amr Umas Arlams, the nation of the world said, the Chod Atzma he's doing this for himself. When he got to the last of the five and he said that you have an obligation to honor your father and mother, what did that make clear? That this set of instructions is not based on the honor of Hashem that he's focusing on himself, because then what does he care if you honor your father and mother? So then they went back and acknowledged that the system that's being set in place is not for Hashem's good. He's not doing it because he wants the honor. So they acknowledge the first two. So it means like this. So that's why it says that, that they acknowledge Hashem after they heard multiple uh, instructions because it took the, the number five to go back and acknowledge that one and two is not being done for Hashem himself but it's done for the betterment of society. Rava Amar Mehacha Rava said as follows from, from the same idea from here it says Rosh Debarcha Emes says that the beginning of Hashem's words are truth. So what it says Rosh Debarcha only the beginning of his words are true the end of his words are not true so what is the Pasuk saying what is I think it's David HaMelech in Tehillim what is he saying in in, in uh, in, 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 te, in Tehillim, right? Is that in Tehillim? Yes. Right. So therefore, what, what, what's he saying? Right? So when it says like this, what he's saying is as follows. Um, uh, when you get to the end of his words, you get to the end of the line, of the, the list, then that shows the truthfulness of the beginning of the list. The same idea. So number to five, you get to number five, it shows that Hashem is interested that you should honor your parents, then you can circle back to number one and two and recognize that what? That this is not about that he's interested only in his honor. That's the same idea. So from the end of your words, Nikar Shirojavakh the first ones are done with truth with truth and objectivity. They ask Ravula Fon Shaila, Ad Hechan Kibud Avaim, to what extent should a person do Kibud Avaim? So Amalem Suru, Ma'asa Ibit Kuchaviv Achad Ashkelon. Take a look what a certain Gentile did in the city of Ashkelon. Dama ben Asina, famous Gemara. Dama Asina was, uh, was his name. We know the second story more than the first one, but listen to the first story. Pam Achas one time, Bikshu Chachomim Brachmatio Vishishim Ribo. The Chachomim required certain merchandise. I don't say what it was, but they required a certain merchandise for 600,000 gold in our profit to the, to the seller. Right, schar would mean schar. Just the profit alone would be six hundred thousand dinarim. And the key for the to get to the merchandise was under the father's head, and the father was sleeping below zero, and he did not wake him. You know, and, and listen. You ask me, and the father wakes up, will beat, beat the heck out of the kid. How could you not have made that sell? But anyway, the point is, so therefore, he, his honor for his father was such that he was willing to forego on such a sale. So Amar of Yehuda, Amar, and that shows the extent of Kibud Av Va'em. 
So Amar Rav Yehuda, Amar Shmuel, Shalu is Rav Yehazer, Ad Heichan Kibbut Abba Eim. Also similar understanding, Ad Kibbut Abba Eim. But Amar Lahem Tzuvru Unai, whether it's the same story, just a little bit different, or this is the second time the said he said that's follow, same type of idea. To his father in Ashkelon, and was his name. They were looking for stones for the ephod. The ephod was a robe that on the shoulders of the road there were these Avnei uh, Shoham. They had uh, there were sapphires, whatever they were. That they that the they would they were tied with uh, with uh, with the loops. To the uh, and and the choshen then would be attached to the eightfold itself, but these were the stones that went on the eightfold. But anyway, they needed these precious stones, and they were willing to pay shishim ribos char six hundred thousand gold dinar in profit. Rabakana amasni shmonim ribos was eight hundred thousand schar. Vayam aftech munach tachas mashos. Again, the key was under the head of the father. Shal avim beloit zero, and he did not uh, wake up the father, did not distress the father. Shana acheres the next year, nasa nakadosh boruch scharo, kadosh boruch repaid him. Shanol uh, that in his uh, herd was born a Kaparaduma, Bedro within his within his within his herd. Nechnasu the Chachem went to him again. This is an open blank check. I can ask from you any money in the world. You will give it to me. Elani Ella All I want is to make up for the loss that I lost from the Kibbut Abba. I understand, I understand Hashem is rewarding me for that, and therefore that's what I want. Now, whether it's 1.2 or 600, those are two same, uh, two different stories, the same story, but either way, he wanted to recoup. No, one of them was 800, too. It could have been 800, right, 600 or 800, but that's the point. So therefore, so I'm a Rabbi Hanina, and so Rabbi Hanina's point on this, he said that is, the extent of how you see, even by an over kuchavim, that's willing to do. Now, there, by the way, there's a famous Vasemis over here, says, interesting one. He says, why was he rewarded with a Pura Aduma? What is the connection between Kibbut Ava Aim? So he says like this, Kibbut Ava Aim is actually an intellectual mitzvah. Because even an over kuchavim understands, my parents brought me into this world, I have a logical obligation to them. But Hashem is showing him, you're willing to forego on that amount of money to do a mitzvah sichlius, a logical mitzvah. The Jews are willing to spend that kind of money to do para aduma, which is a chok, which has no logic at all. So just to show him that you're, you're willing to do that, they're willing to give up the money for something. Who cares about it? It's a cow. It's a cow. It's a cow. You're going to spend $1.2 uh, million uh, gold. You know, they are willing to do that to show you know, that doesn't, doesn't make the Jews look bad over here. That's the point of Samson. If a person, he says like this, you see a person that's not obligated in mitzvahs, and Ovid Kachovim is not obligated in mitzvahs, even Kibbut Rav Aim is not one of the Zion mitzvahs that the Ovid Kachovim are required to keep, right? And he does it. And look at the reward he gets for doing it. Can you imagine that when we, as Jews, who are obligated, so therefore, so kach there's a kach kach kach, so too So all the more so will he be rewarded. Now, Tazu explains what the svara over here, because you would have thought at first level it's the other way around. You would have thought the greater reward should come to the person. That's not obligated. But Taizu says that's not shot. He says because the Yetzirah not to do something is when it's greater. When you're when, you think, you, 
You, when is a kid most defiant, right? You, kid, you can't get a kid to learn through high school. You send him to Israel where he's not obligated, then he learns great. You know, the, the, the pushback is always stronger when you have an obligation to go ahead and do it. So that's why the reward will even be greater when we're Metsuva. So that's the point that he's saying over here. This is the statement of Rabbi Hanina, the famous statement of Rabbi Hanina. The person who is instructed and does it, he is greater, his reward will be greater than the one the person that is not instructed and chooses to do so anyway. I'm Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yosef said like this. Now remember, Rabbi Yosef was blind. There are a few people in Shas that were blind. Who was blind? Rabbi Yosef, Rav, Sheshis. Sheshu is another fellow who was blind. So anyway, Rabbi Yosef, that's why we always find the trans- Targumei Rabbi Yosef. I think Tyson points out he was a mumcha in all of the translations in Aramaic because you're not allowed to say psukim by heart. So therefore he had to learn everything in Aramaic. So anytime they need to know a Targum of a Pasuk, Targumei Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yosef was the one who was able to give the Targum. So anyway, Rabbi Yosef, Reish hava amina, ma'anda hava amarli, halacha, Rabbi Yehuda, that's machlokas tanoim, whether a blind person is obligated in mitzvahs. So originally I thought that if anybody can come and tell me the halacha is like Rabbi Yehuda, to Amr Summa Potum, and I mean the Summa is exempt from mitzvahs, so then Avina Yomatavul Rabbana, I'd make a big kiddish, I'd make a holiday for the rabbis. Why? Because I want it to be that a blind person is obligated, I want it to be that a blind person is. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, that a blind person is exempt from the mitzvahs because I know that I keep the mitzvahs and therefore, and a blind person is exempt, so I'm thinking to myself, what I'm doing is even greater. That's what he thought initially, right? Because I would not be obligated and I do it anyway. But now that I've read what Rabbi Hanina just said, or that I've just learned what Rabbi Hanina just said, that God mitzvah v'osa, that a mitzvah v'osa greater is the person that's instructed and does, then the one is not instructed, he's not obligated and does. So, so then Adarab, on the contrary, I want someone to come and tell me that Allah is not like Rabbi Yehuda. I want someone to tell me that a blind person is obligated because then being obligated would get me the greater reward. So therefore, I will make a holiday for the Rabbanan. He said one time, that this dam shall zav, this this dam Asina was wearing some kind of fancy silk robe that was embroidered in gold. By Yosef and Gadola Romi, and he was sitting amongst the uh, the nobility of Rome. Ubasa Imo, he had a woman, he had, he had a mother who was uh, demented. She was suffering from dementia of the Karasamimeno, and she ripped off his silk robe. She hit him over the head, and she spat in his face in front of all of these nobles. He did not embarrass her. He did not act any way to embarrass her. So that shows the Kibbut Ava aim that he had for his father, and now we see the Kibbut Ava aim that he had for his mother. Tani so Avimi said, and uh, uh, Avimi, the son of Rabbi Avoh, said the following: Yesh machil pisyono. There's a there could, could be a person who feeds his father the most expensive food, pheasant. Pisyono is pheasant. He feeds them pheasant, but tartim in a olam. But that act itself causes him to be removed from the world. And on the other hand, there is a son that causes his father to work physical labor, to grind a grindstone, to push the grindstones, one of the most difficult things to do, and that act will cause a person to go to Olam Habba. Basically, the, the, it's all in the delivery. 
You're going to see. It's now, so let's, the Rashi brings down, if you take a look in the Rashi over here, is that on the top, of, Lamed, on, on the top of Lamed Aleph on base, yeah. but three lines down. It'll be Yerushalmi, Begmaraz Yerushalmi Gloras. Rashi is quoting the Yerushalmi that cites the story of these two individuals to give us an idea of why one guy is spending such expensive food on, on the father and he loses his Olam Haza uh, at least for it. And on the other hand, the person that's making his father do this difficult labor and it causes him to get his Olam Haba. So let's see, let's see the sign. Goros brings down the following version. It's the story of the two of them. The story of the first one. He was feeding his father very expensive food. One time, the father said to him, Where do you have all the money for this? Where, how do you afford to pay for this food? So Amarlo, Saba, he said, Old man, what do you care? Grind and eat. Laos means chew it and eat. So what basically with Yishmael, but Rashi, the way that Yishmael understands it, the fact that he reacted to his father in such a way, he says that like, he wasn't doing it with a good heart. Basically, as I am, I, you know, stop complaining about it. It's costing me enough money. Really, I'd rather not be doing it. And that means you're feeding him the most expensive thing, but the way you're feeding him so that's the lack of kibbutz aim, and that father then he feels like my son feels I'm a burden, or that that you're not doing the mitzvah in its appropriate manner. But shuv in another story, the echad shayatoychem the son himself, the son's job in order to support the family was to grind uh, with a mill. I mean, it's a very very back breaking work. The son's job, the son's job was to grind with a mill. Vayalo he had an elderly father. Vashalach hamelech b'shvil ovim. And, the, and, and what happened is the, the father got conscripted. They, so they send you a thing, you got to come and work for the king. Basically, he's conscripted. The father got a conscription notice by uh, jury duty. Basically, you have to come. So what happens was, the son said, listen, when you go work for the king, you have no idea what kind of work he's going to be giving you, and it's open-ended. We never know when you're going to come, come back. You take over here and let me go instead of you. So Amalai Benai, Abba, my father, Tchon, you do the grinding, Vani Eilech Tachtecha, and let me go instead of you, to do the conscription from the king, Sha'ain Lakitsa, because it's open ended, there's no. So what you see is that at first phase value at first glance the one is giving the the the, the 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 pheasant should be the one that's lauded and the one that's making his father do the the, the back breaking work he, but really the still the back the back story to it is that the one showing greater covet for the father than the other all right let's go back to you want to see great look at Avimi my son he did for, for, for me the mitzvah why? My son Avimi had five sons that had smicha that were ordained. Means all the children already. They were alive in the life of, of, of their father. Means Avimi was alive and he got to see five of his children get smicha. When Rabbi Avo means the grand the, the grandfather, me talking, he's the grandfather's one talking. When he would come. He wouldn't, Ababa, uh, uh, so my, his son, Avimi, uh, 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 would not allow the grandkids to go open the door. He himself ran 
because he wanted to do the mitzvah of opening the door for his father, even though there's able bodies, children stick uh, around, he wanted to do it himself. So right for Azil he would run and open the door. in in. Wait, yeah, yes, I'm coming, I'm coming. Admatoy until he got husband to the door. So that Yomachad one day Amale Ashkayan Maya. One day I told my son Avimi, pour me a cup of water. nimnam. And by the time Rabbi Avimi got to his father, Rabbi Avohu, Rabbi Avohu had, had fallen asleep. Gachin koi alei. He bent over and stood there ad itar until uh, the father woke up. Istaya milsa. A miracle happened. I mean, something, something, it literally means something happened, but it means like a miracle happened or, or, or he had a special blessing that happened. Vidarish Avimi, and Avim was able to explain Mizmar Asaf. Now, what Rashi explains over here, what is the, the ability to darshan Mizmar Asaf? We're not going to go through all the Rashi, but Rashi says like this Mizmar Asaf talks about how Akadosh Borku destroyed the base of Migdosh. And therefore, what bothered Avim his entire life is why is it a mizmor la'asav? Mizmor implies what? Sorry. It's a happy thing. And it shouldn't say mizmor, it should say, uh, it should be a dirge, it should be kina la'asav. Right? What he, what he, what he, if you read through, what it says is that Akkadosh Baruch Hu burnt the wood, stones and he burnt the wood, he, he figured out, he was given this insight because of the mitzvah that he was doing, he was given the insight that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, because of his love for the Jewish people, took out his anger, he took it out on the stones and on the wood, because if he would have taken it out on the people, there'd be no one left. So therefore, that's why Asaf, who said this over, it was a, a, a mizmor, there was a, there was a silver lining over here, that Hashem took his anger out, on the eights of Avon. That's what he figured out at that moment. All right. Let's go weiter. Amalei Rav Yaakov Aravu Ala Ana. He says, I am an example of how much you have to do Kibbut Avaim. How so? He says, Ada Sinami Bey Rav. I'm sorry, I'm saying. We asked him a question. He's going to go Ana. For example, me. He wanted to know me. He says, I, he was like a, he was, he was a, 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 he was in the yeshiva and his parents were so excited that his son was learning in yeshiva. He says, When I come from the house of the, of the, of my Rebbe, from the yeshiva, from the house of Rebbe, I'm sorry, I'm my father brings me a cup of water. And my mother has already mixed for me a cup of wine. So what do I do? Do I take it from the hands of my father? Or do I take it from which is appropriate to do? Now they want to service me because they were so excited about the fact that I'm starting, that I'm starting Torah. So he said, you really should take it from your mother. Don't take it from your father. They came into Bar Torah because your father is also a big Talmud. It might make him feel bad that you're servicing him. Even though he wants, you're, 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 he's, he's, servicing he's servicing you. you. Even though he wants to give it to you. But at the end of the day, cover that Torah, the right thing to do, is take it from your mother. Don't take it from your father. All right. Rabbi Tarvan Rabbi had a certain mother to call Amos to have a boiler Whenever she wanted to climb up into her bed, she was feeble. She wasn't able to get up. They didn't have a ladder back then. Gochin, he would bend over the solid law and she would step on him to get into the bed. And when she wanted to get off the bed, again, he would bend down and she would step on him like a step. That's what he did for his kibbutz aim. 
So also comes Midrashim. So I don't know exactly what the circumstances were, but he came and he praised himself in the base medrash, showing people this is what a person should do for kibud aim. So Amr lay. So the bnei Shiva said to him, "Adai loy gazel kibud." You still haven't fulfilled even half of the obligation of kibud. Why not? Has she taken your wallet and thrown it into the ocean? Meaning, has she tried to do something to get you angry? But like long time, you did not embarrass her. Means the true test of kibud aim not is when you're doing something on your terms for her, but if she's done something that's making you angry and you don't respond in a way that embarrasses her, that's the true test of kibud aim. Rabbi Yosef, he have a shama kal kara de ime. Rabbi Yosef again was blind, so it means his hearing he had a heightened sense of hearing, and when he could hear the footsteps, he could identify that the footsteps of his mother were approaching. Amar Eikum, I have to stand because of the Shechina that is coming. All right, that's his reverence for his mother. Amar Rabbi Yochanan made a statement that fortune is a person who doesn't ever see his parents. Means you're better off not having parents, right? Eliezer Jones once made this song in the comment. He said, schools would run better if they're orphanages. But anyway, the point is, he was saying is, <laughs> that a, 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 it's better for a person not to have had parents because the laws of kibbutz Ava Aim are so intricate that it's so easy to violate and it's so difficult to really keep them, you're better off not having the parents. So fortunate the person. But then one says there is a backstory to this. Rabbi Yochanan was talking about his own real disposition. Why? Rabbi Yochanan, when his, when, his, when, his, when his mother conceived, Mace Ave, his father died, and Yodosa, when at, at childbirth, when he was born, Mace Ima, his mother died. But Chain Abaya, and similar, the same thing happened with Abaya. Abaya all says his mother, uh, he, he didn't have a, so basically, he was born into a world without a mother and father. So that already shows why maybe psychologically he's trying to, uh, assuage his own uh, situation by saying, I'm better off because look how hard it is to be able to keep the mitzvah of kibbut ava'en. Where it says, how could you say Abaya never had parents? Abaya throughout Shas quotes his mother. It says, my mother said to me, so when it says, ahi marbeni sehava, that was really his nursemaid. His nursemaid who raised him, so he quotes her like his mother, but it wasn't really his mother. Rabasi ahi he had an older mother who was already uh, uh, suffering from dementia. And amralei ba'ina takshitim, she said, she would say, I want jewelry. So avadla, he got her jewelry. Ba'ina gavra, he said, I want to get a man, I want a husband. So na'ayin loch, he said, I'm going to look for you. He says, I want a good-looking man like you. So it got to a point, and that's very interesting, the Rambam brings down, it got to a point, he felt that he wouldn't be able to cater to what her needs were in a way, because she was demented, so therefore, and he was afraid that he wouldn't be dealing with her respectfully. So he said, I'm going to get somebody to take care of her, that's better for me to leave. The Rambam brings down that if a person sees that his... his Parents are have, 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 are in dementia. That sometimes it's better to get other people to take care of them than to try to do it yourself. Because trying to do it yourself might lead to a situation that's going that's not going to have respect. That, that's a very interesting thing. So he said, Shavka, he left her again. I guess he left her in good hands. and he went to Eretz Yisrael. He was in Bavel, and he moved to Eretz Yisrael. Shama Azla he heard. 
there was a rumor, she's coming after him. She's coming. He heard she's coming. So as a commander of Yechon, it said to Rabbi Yechonon, Amalei, Maulat says, Me'eretz of Chutzlars. Now he was asking, Am I allowed to leave Eretz Yisrael? Since she's coming, to show her the right public. Can I leave to meet her and bring her back? You're not supposed to leave Eretz Yisrael. Rabbi Yochanan thought what he was asking is, Am I allowed to leave Eretz Yisrael at all? So Amalei, oh sir, he said, No, I'll leave Eretz Yisrael. So he crossed email, he said, But I want to do it to show the right respect for. My mother, Mahu. So I'm gonna let any of your dads. He said, I don't know right now. I don't, I don't know. So Itrach, he waited a little bit. Uh, uh, what's it, who was this? Uh, Rav Asi waited, right? Atrach Purto. And then he came back to Rav Yochanan, and he came back and he asked him again. So I'm gonna let Asi. Nisrat says, Lot says, you know, if you want to leave, you actually want to leave so much, Hashem should return you in peace. That's very interesting. The simple reading, I would have thought Hashem will return you where? But it's a That's not what Rashi says. Rashi says Hashem will return you to Bavel. Meaning, if you really want to go, then let Hashem return you to Bavel in peace. Which could just be that still under the misconception that really what he wanted to do is not go, not go and then come back, but to leave. He says, that's what you really want? Then go ahead and do it. So Azaka made the Say so he felt bad at the answer. You know, he, he felt, he thought maybe he's just like brushing him off in a curt manner because he's upset at him. So he went to Yochanan at Talmud Chavar, Rabbi Lozer, right? So he went to ask Rabbi Lozer, should I, did I upset him? What's the story here? So Amalei, Chas V'Sholom, Dilma Mirtach, Ratach, maybe he's angry at me. So Amalei, my Amalei, so he said, what did he say to you? So Amalei, so Rabbi told Rabbi Lozer, he said, Amokim Yachzuch L'Sholom, Hashem should return you in peace. If he would really be angry at you, love him, he would not have given you such a blessing. So it's not, it's a sign that he's not really angry. Now what happened is, that's what the, the, the rest of the story is, he heard that it's her coffin that's coming. It means the information he had was wrong. He thought she was coming, he wanted to leave Eretz Yisrael to accompany her to come into Eretz Yisrael. But really now he heard she actually had died and they're bringing her coffin to be buried and they're just strong. So he said, for that, if I would have known, I would have just waited at the border instead of having to leave Eretz Yisrael for the coffin. I would have waited, and then I would accompany the coffin from there. I wouldn't have gone through all of this to leave Eretz Yisrael. Tanar Rabban, we learned in a bride, we have an obligation to honor our parents while they are alive, as well as honor our parents after they have passed. B'chayav, Kate said, how does one honor a father after, while he's alive? So therefore, Anishma B'davar, uh, cases like this, you go to a certain city, you need to do business, and your father is considered to be a chashav guy, so therefore they do things for you because of the father. So you need to give that credit to your father, don't take that credit for yourself. So you do not say, take care of me and send me on my way, Bishvil me for myself. Or Maruni, or make it quicker, Bishvil Atzmi for myself. Patruni, release me, Bishvil Atzmi. Ella, Kula Bishvil But you have to make clear that all these things you know you're getting is because of your father. No child likes to acknowledge the fact that he gets what he gets or he does because of his parent, but that is the way we show honor to them. But most after they've passed, how do we show honor? So when you're quoting your father, don't just say, this is what my father said. 
This is what my father, my teacher said, Hareini kaparas mishkavo. I should be an atonement for his death. Now that's for 12, the first 12 months. Because even Rishayim don't spend more than 12 months in Gehenna. So therefore, the first 12 months, anytime you quote your father, I should be a kaparo, that whatever punishment he needs to be getting, I should be punished instead of him. For the first 12 months, a person is supposed to make the statement, Now that's what we use. That's very interesting. I don't know if people thought about that. But Zichrona Livrocha is an abbreviation. It's really Zichrona Livrocha Lechaye Olam That he should be remembered in blessing for the world to come. That's what Zichrona Livrocha stands for. Okay. That a chacham, when he's quoting his father, he should change the name of the father and the name of his teacher. Meaning, don't say his father's name. Say Avi. Don't say the don't say uh, the uh, what's his name the, the, the rabbi's name. Say Rebbe. Also, by the way, when the, when you call up, let's say the guy is calling up an aliyah, when he calls up the father, he should say Avi Mori Ben. Don't say the. Change it, right? Now, the Turgamon, the translator, that's the guy standing next to the Chacham who says over the Shear. He should also change the name. Now, the one who wants to know, whose name is he changing? Is it the, the name of the, of the Rebbe's father? Or is he changing... The Rebbe's No, his own, his own father's name. So let's say the Rebbe quotes his father, then when he's saying it over, he should change the name. So which one does it mean that he should change? So notice it's like this. So it says, but it says there, but no, it says Fakir. It says the Rebbe changes the name, the Turgaman does not change the name. He doesn't change. So we're trying to. Well, we're going to say that we have to see. That we're going to have to see. So one says like this Turgaman, Eina Meshana. Lo Shem Avilo Shem Rabbo. Fregnumar Avudaman. We're saying that we're talking about the father of the Turgaman, who is, what do mean? I mean, the father that he doesn't change. What, what the Turgaman are changing the name? Ilem Avud the Turgaman. If it means that the Turgaman shouldn't change his father's name, it means if the Rebbe quotes the father, and, the, and, and, and then the Turgaman hears, the, has to say over what the Rebbe said in the name of the Turgaman's father, why shouldn't the Turgaman? The Turgaman also has a chiv of COVID for his own father. So it can't mean that he's not he should not change the name if, it's his, if the Turgaman's father's name is being quoted. Of course, in such a case, what should he do? Change, change uh, the name. He's not obligated to honor his father as Rebbe. El Amarova, it means like this. It means that the Rebbe, the Chacham, says a shir, and he says his father, he quotes over his father. Now when he quotes his father, what did he say? Abi Mori said, when, when the Turgaman all right. Shem Rav, Shem Rav, Shem Rav, Chacham, one second. El Am Rav, Shem Aviv, Shem Chacham, Shel Rabo, Shel Chacham. So cases like this. When 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 the when the Turgman quotes over, he doesn't ha- he doesn't have to make the same change that the Chacham. The Chacham had to say Avi Moir, but when the Turgman says it over, he does not make that change. He says it the way the name should be because it's not his father or his Rebbe and therefore he has to say it over in what it actually is. So that's what it means. The Chacham makes the change. The Turgaman doesn't make the change. That's so when it says like this, like the case of Mar, who was the son of Ravashi, when he would teach over a public shir, when he quoted his father of Ashi, he would say, Abba Mori, uh, my father, my teacher says this. 
The Amore, Amore is the Turgamon, the one who is saying it over, what would he say? Amar Hachi, Amar Abashi, this is what Abashi said, because he doesn't need a change. Why doesn't he need to change it? Because not his father. Not his father. Okay, John, we'll stop up there. Oh, very early.